You're listening to the Loyalty Minute, the show that helps you build better customer loyalty and more valuable user engagement with your host, Rob Gallo. Welcome, lawyer listeners, to another episode of the Loyalty Minute. I'm your host, Rob Gallo, and today I'm super eager and excited to chat with Animesh Ghosh. Animesh is the founder and CEO of Corn Chain, that's with a K, Corn Chain, a global rewards point distribution and exchange network on the blockchain for marketing in the loyalty industry. Welcome to the show, Animesh. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for, for giving me this opportunity. We yeah. would like to talk uh, about you know, anything your listener wants to, wants to, to hear, really. Okay. Uh, we're doing a lot of exciting stuff. Perfect. So for those listeners out there who don't know who you are, Plex, maybe you can give a background on yourself and your company. Yeah, so, um, so my background uh, is, is finance and banking. Uh, for loyalty, I'm kind of an outsider, but this this happened uh, for a reason, I think. And uh, probably about um, about ten or twelve years back, when I was uh, in Canary Wharf, I was uh, in my office and I was trying to uh, do something with my loyalty points, and I had a bunch of cards. And I was thinking, is that a solution? Where because ultimately loyalty points the currency, is there any solution would let me have all of this thing together? And that time uh, we tried to think. And I come from banking and payment industry, and I thought it is doable. And then we, I actually checked, and I thought, wow, the cost is mind blowing. You cannot do it. Yeah, because it's, it's the, it has to be the same way like the payment industry work, like two different companies you are talking about. Mm-hmm. Their balances, uh, things going from one side to other side. Uh, you have need traceability all the way through. You need irrefutability, all those sort of things you need. So uh, I didn't pursue that time. And then what happened is that in 2016, I was working as a, as a functioning as a chief architect with one of the biggest, uh, Britain's largest bank. And in that time, the banks were uh, actually trying to bring down the payment, uh, cost of payment for international payment particularly. And that particular year, 2016, like $600 billion of remittance was down, done. And in a country, poorer countries from people from like the Philippines, Bangladesh was traveling to US and other countries and they were sending money back home and 10% of the money was gone to pay the remittance costs. So my direct uh, order was to bring down the payments. That was the time I was trying to look in the blockchain technology and I figured out you know, that the payments can be done in a fraction of, this, of the cost. And I thought, okay, why don't we take that technology to somewhere else, right? We have got a similar problem. And then uh, we, I had friends with companies like uh, you know, Avios and other places and I validated this. Uh, and then they said, yeah, something that, that, that they need if, it, uh, if, the, if the cost is doable. <laughs> so, and then I moved to, I actually took my team from the bank. Right. And I convinced my team, this is what I should do. So that we, in my team, we all are banking. We all are from payment industry. We all come from the tech background and we're doing three. And it's going fantastic. We, we, we are the only company focused so much on this thing. And that's being appreciated. Nice. So now you also, how does the blockchain tie in then? 
Uh, so, uh, so any any if you think about any process that actually needs multiple business to get involved, then you are thinking talking about blockchain. If you are talking about just one business keeping records, you do not need blockchain for that. You know, like I come from banking background, right? The bank has that ledger, and that's that's good enough to yeah. taking possibility. You don't need blockchain for that. So the blockchain we introduced because we want we we are creating the same model. For example, think about a situation which we, which we are actually implementing for one of the largest bank in 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 Scandinavia, is that any company they don't they don't need to know who which company is that any coffee shop can join the network, and then exchange their currency and customer can exchange their currency to their airline. So. In the process, what is happening? KYC happening. They are there. What they are, what they are, any loyalty points they're giving, making sure those points are validated by these these company and backed by money, and and then when it's going to the airlines and all the way through, we have to keep the traceability of all the issue of the points, and we have to make sure the money also flows with that, and the airline get the money, and then you get the ticket, so and then you got multiple companies here. Mm. Auditors are not there yet, but when you become big, they will also come. And so, because it's not, as you know, loyalty point is not regulated, but then it is eventually going to be when our network is going to be very big, because this, this bank we are working with is our dream project. We, we thought everything, and this bank says yes. And they even sponsoring them. For the initial vendors, there are initial companies that are onboarding. So, so uh, yeah, so that's that's blockchain because we need end-to-end traceability, we need refutability, we need security because multiple companies are getting involved. They don't know each other. It's like banks, right? Yeah. You want you you are opening a bank. Suddenly, you think your customer should exchange money, send money to a, 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 another bank in Africa. You don't know that bank. Right. But there is a network that helps, enables you to do that. So essentially, in one way, we say we are the payment network for the loyalty banks. Okay. And are you using the, the Ethereum blockchain? How, how are you doing that? Uh, so we are using Hyperledger. So okay. it's, it's a private blockchain. It, it's like, it, it is, it, you have to be validated before you join the network, because eventually, when you issue points to the customer, you have to back that point with the, with the fiat currency. Right. For example, you are in US, you are a, a shop, any kind of shop, you are giving points to a customer. You have to say, this many point, bar points is valued at one cent or two cents. Mm-hmm. And all of those transactions are written. So when you are issuing the points, the receiver, uh, listen on airlines, on hotel, whoever they know the uh, the points value you have guaranteed at one cent. So they are actually would accept, and the money will follow that later. So you are giving me points today, and I can readily spend to somewhere else. Right. They don't. They have. They will get the money later, but they will accept because the transaction happened all the way. This is exactly the same way payment over network works. Gotcha. So. Ultimately, in the future, I'm assuming that your plan or your target is to have them accept instead of fiat currency in digital currency as well, cryptocurrency. 
Yes, I mean, eventually we are doing that on the line, but, but the cryptocurrency is, is something which, which we, we stay away from, particularly cryptocurrency blockchain, because cryptocurrency has got its own, own way of doing things, like it's, it varies with the value. And if you think loyalty points are very special to a business, they, they, they want to issue the points, they want, to, they want the brand to be recognized. When I'm giving you points, means this is my brand. It's very hard, you know, very close to my heart. So we keep the points as it is. Underlying technology, we are doing lots of things, but we do not expose blockchain as such to any of the businesses. And then we stay away from crypto because loyalty industry has a low hold, doesn't like crypto as such. Right. I got you. That's our, our experience. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so I, I don't know if, you know, for, for the listeners that are out there, we talk about loyalty, we talk about brand loyalty, customer loyalty. We're now getting into the nuts and bolts of the technology, which again, I'm a techno nut. So I love that whole concept of what you guys are doing. Uh, I think it's great. Um, but what I want to do right now is kind of turn the, the tables and ask you, Animesh, as a client, as a customer, as a, as a purchaser of goods and services, in your daily life, what are some of the customer of uh, some of the brands that you're loyal to, and why? Uh, I would say the number one brand I was uh, I've been loyal to is Marriott. Um, and, and then the if you ask me the reason is that, uh, firstly, um, say it one more time, Animesh. What was it? As Marriott. Marriott. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Sorry for the accent. No, okay. <laughs> it's my accent. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, one of the reasons is that uh, when I get points, when I stay with them when I, and get points, somehow I feel that these points are spe special. And uh, when I, when I, when I collect the points and redeem there, it feels me, it feels to me, it's like, Something worth waiting for. Okay. Collect and waiting for. So, and that is the, I think, I think loyalty points is, that is the thing with the loyalty points. Because a lot of companies are coming up, giving cash back. I don't feel anything. It's like yeah. I get something, with, with, with something even 2% discount, 3% discount, doesn't matter. You know, I don't feel, but this Marriott thing, the points coming, and then they're going to vacation, and this Marriott experience, you know. And these guys, I, I say, wonderful thing, you know, what they have done. Well, I mean, it's exactly the reason that they use points in the first place, because it has a higher perceived value than the cash back. <laughs> and I learned this in the casino business back in, back in the late 90s and early 2000s in the online casino business, where we would give points away and then people would say, well, we'd rather have the cash back. But the amount of the cash back that they received was so minuscule. It's like if the airlines did that and said, we'll give you cash back and, you know, you're saving $6 when you buy an airline ticket, you're like, ah, that doesn't matter. But when it builds up and builds up and you can then use them for an upgrade to business class or, uh, you know, just a, an outright ticket, it has more value. To you. Yeah, 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 I get it. And being human, that's that's the, I think the most important thing. Yeah. So on the flip side, Animesh, is there any companies that you think that are out there who have done a terrible job at your at trying to create loyalty in their brand to you personally? And if you have a story, because generally people think in terms of stories. So like you know, a, a case in point, there was a gentleman that was on many many months ago. 
He was flying from Australia to England, and he had a stop in Southeast Asia, and he got off the plane. This is on British Airways. And he, they said, you need a visa because it was an overnight stay and he didn't know. So he panicked. He didn't know what to do. And right next to them was the Virgin Airways uh, kiosk. And they overheard what was happening. And they said, come over here. We'll help you. We'll get you on the next flight to London. And he's been in a, a Virgin Airways traveler ever since. So it's stories like that that people resonate with, uh, that resonate with people, rather. So can you think of any other brands that you're loyal to or disloyal to? as a result of, uh, you know, some sort of antidotal story that, that happened to you? Yeah, I mean, um, I haven't got very specific story as such, but I would say uh, uh, I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say any particular brand's name. Sure, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so if that is the case, then I used to have the Nectar card in here. Uh, and uh, I was uh, collecting. My wife was also collecting. The and then uh, nectar points. Yeah, right, right. Okay. And then when we try, is is apparently it it kind of felt like it's a huge number of points. Mm -hmm. And then when we tried to redeem, it was it was so low. We got disappointed. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we we since then I never care. Uh, uh, whereas we have another superstore, uh, Tesco here. Yeah, sure. Tesco Clockers. We love that. Uh, it, it is it is, it is great. Uh, so you know, I think you know if if you having the loyalty points, and if you're thinking you know you are you are trying to kind of uh, I thought kind of we are made full out of it. Uh, it, it should be realistic. Like you know, you're giving points. Kind of at least one point should kind of at least be one penny. <laughs> at least. <laughs> point so, less than a penny, that's that's pretty low. Yeah, so that, that was, uh, we, we, we didn't like it. But um, in terms of, um, we, we collect Tesco points. And then we go good Tesco, yes, but, but Nectar and, wasn't, is, it, it's, if I'm mistaken, correct me if I'm mistaken, but tes, uh, um, Nectar was kind of a coalition program, right? It was many different places. There wasn't one specific location that you could earn those points, correct? Tesco has got the equal number of varieties. I mean, uh, for example, with the Tesco points, you can go to, you can buy jewelries from Goldsmith, you know, you can do holidays, loads of things. I mean, I mean, uh, the, the, the good story would be I collected Tesco points um, uh, and we, I kept it I, I know, for three years. And then that's uh, actually equivalent to about uh, 800 pounds. And I bought a diamond ring for my wife. That's not bad. So, we, so we do, it, 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 Tesco club card points is great value. I mean, Tesco is, is really, you know, that's why these guys are there, you know. This, yeah. So, uh, yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, and the nectar, you know, you know the story, right? Now they, they couldn't do well. Uh, probably their ops cost was too high. Probably we with the blockchain technology we could save that. <laughs> so now they have been, yeah, maybe they have been, uh, <laughs> they have been uh, bought over by Sensory, and I think I think they are trying to compete with cop cards. Yeah, the coin chain needs to get them on uh, on uh, their their. Yeah, we, we, we actually automate everything. Like, you know, all this automated reconciliation that, that, that most of these um, coalition actually spend on. 
mm-hmm. like um, you know each, each company they 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 issue points and then you have to then reconcile sure and so those yeah. are all automatic in our systems well Ananesh, that that actually dovetails into my next question then that, so as a marketing professional and i know again you didn't really have loyalty program background experience but from your you know fintech in the in the banking industry what are the pain points that customers are telling you that they have in in creating and maintaining customer loyalty that you might be able to solve for them so I think from the beginning, uh, I think uh, we, 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 are, uh, we are kind of customer obsessed. And then one, thing, one problem we took that was like, customer has got many loyalty cards, they're forgetting. And then uh, the loyalty points value is too low because there's a high cost involved. They cannot give customer more. So if we can do, do we address those two? And then, uh, and then we can, we can, connect things and bring things together to a customer, then everybody gets value. Because if we bring down the cost, so companies can give more to the customers. And then if the loyalty points are as liquid as money, because from one wallet you're operating, then you are actually saying, mine is good, better than cash back. So then cash back goes away. And then you then uh, getting the true value of your loyalty programs. So that, that's our objective. And, and the other pain points we're trying to solve that, that we learned, particularly uh, we were selected out of 500 companies in by, by IG, so Hangar 51 program. And they gave us some more pain points. And out of those pain points, one was that um, the, the, the time taken to issue points. And, and then, then the reconciliation cost, they have a whole team to, to basically uh, reconcile for the, for example, uh, uh, like they have credit card companies as, as a partner. So right. they issue points, send a file, this side, they get, they're getting a lot of files and then they have got a queuing system. So customer, it's sometime the real data that give us, sometimes it takes two days, sometimes it takes 120 days. Wow. And in between, yeah. 120 days. Yeah, and in between, nobody knows where the points are. So, uh, so, so the, the one of the problem they gave us, and we solved it, is that customers should know the moment you shop anywhere, customers should know where the points are. Mm-hmm. So in our network, we have got something like a, a dew points. So you shop somewhere, maybe that shop has a, has a let's say, fashion shop. That shop has something like a cool-off period because you might return. Mm-hmm. So, but, but then you see the points immediately in your, in your wallet. It says, that points due. Right. And it says exactly when you're going to get it. Yeah. And then the moments, the, if the customer is not doing any transactions, uh, for example, this is completely automatic in our e-commerce platform. If the customer is not refunding, then that points automatically moves to your available, available points. Mm-hmm. And then you can spend it. But you can always see where your points are. So, uh, and then the other um, things they get, they told us is that because the customer doesn't see the points, so they lose the engagement of the currency. They forget that right. I do things. So, so that also solve solve this this uh, thing. Mm, uh, yeah. So those are some of the things we deal with them. Okay. So. So in an ideal world, 
what would customer loyalty engagement strategies look like in the future? So if you could tell, like, obviously, I know you're doing some advanced stuff with the blockchain and the customer, your clients don't really even need to know that, neither do the end user customers, it's just behind the scenes. But what, from a futuristic standpoint, does customer loyalty look like uh, in your mind? So I think I think uh, uh, in future uh, is that um, cashback will go down because the tech is coming, which is making loyalty points as liquid as money. So you would be able to separately give points to your customers, and if the uh, in cashback you ha you actually pay a lot of money, it directly goes from your revenue streams, and, and your customers are not happy with the three percent. They ask about five percent is very hard to maintain that. So you stay with the loyalty points and then uh, and then customer would be able to uh, use your points. Nowadays, what happens is that customer not able to use the points. So in, 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 I think in, in the next generations is that uh, you have to be on a network. It could be one of your network with you, you are collaborating with or somebody. Uh, and then because the other thing happened is that customers are now now habituated with instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you give something and they wait for them, those days are over. So if you are collaborating with, let's say, five members, five, five of your partner business, and then you together, let's giving some points and that customer can use. That's, that's then you, they are, they're happy to give you data because that's where your ultimate objective is. Right. And where can they burn them off, Animesh? Could they burn them off with anyone else in your network? Yeah, yeah. There's any other one. But there is a but thing. And the but thing is a big thing. Is that every business having a loyalty program, there are, there are objectives behind that. Is that they want some business. And then that's, that's what we call stickiness in somehow. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, when that is done, they're happy to give it. So in our network, what we do is that we let every business to set some rules. And the rules is like, okay, you spend 100 points, 100, 100 pounds with us, and then we give you points, and you do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, I have done enough business, so I'm very happy. Now you are my customer. I want to make you happy. So, uh, and that kind of works. Uh, I mean, it, 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 a lot of lot of merchants are uh, a bit uh, skeptical about giving points immediately and customer take it to do something else. Right. Sometimes they're there, but although they have, they also have to think that what happens is that customer sometimes collect from somewhere and then spend somewhere. That means the collection will keep on happening. It's not like that customer is not coming back. So if you think about a coffee shop, like I would, uh, the way our network work is that I would use this coffee shop for whole of the year. I'll come back, I'll never redeem there, but then whole of the year I'll use a coffee shop, I collect that and I'll redeem on Yala. Hmm. So that that works for the for the coffee shop. I'm never redeeming on that, but then he's getting business whole year. They're getting the business that are generating the points. They may not burn them off with them, but yeah, I get it. Believe me, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, your objective is to do the business, not not the loyalty point thing. 
Right. Your objective is to do the business in that you want people to buy from you. They like your yeah. brand. They like your That's how we make money. Earning points. But then they can burn those points and elsewhere. Yeah. But they'll keep coming back to you to earn more. And you're that's, what, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because uh, if you are somebody saying, I'm a, I'm a loyalty points uh, issuer of my own, and you have to wait, that's not going to happen. And yeah. the other thing is that this is the big part of our network is the intelligence. Because if you are a loyalty program of your own, you only know what customer buy from you you do not know what this customer is doing somewhere else. Right. And there's a, only one company that cracked it, that's Amazon. Because they sell A to Z, because, you know, you have seen that. You have, if, you, if you have bought today, there's a lawnmower, lawnmower. Uh -huh. tomorrow they will send you, uh, they will send you like, okay, you need an extension cable. Sure. Right? So that is something can be possible if you want that sort of intelligence with this network. Right. And that is, that is we have initiated it. So we should be able to this real-time intelligence to the, to the businesses. That, so you share that sort of information across your network of what of course, someone buys from one location? And, okay, interesting. Of course. That's, that, that's sure. the thing you would join the network. Customers are, are, are agreeing to this in the terms and conditions that you're sharing information across the network with one merchant and another merchant. Correct. So what we are doing at this moment, we are not sharing the SKU level information yet, but uh, let's say uh, you are in a certain location. You bought something. Mm -hmm. So the, so the merchants around the location will get to know that there is a customer, anonymous. There's a customer who bought something and we have an opportunity. Hmm. And the, these data kind of we feed real time. And, and I think after, uh, you know, if I am talking to you in next six months time, we, we will really experiment all of the stuff with this bank because they have literally taken all of our stuff. So, and then these are the things we are doing. So okay. if you are landing somewhere, uh, and then the moment you land, the business around them get to know. Okay, so we'll have to schedule another one of these calls in another six months <laughs> after after you get some more data. Listen, Animesh, we could talk about this forever. I'm a tech guy, I'm a loyalty guy, I, I love it. I think what you guys are doing there at CoinChain is is really interesting and it's, it's cutting edge stuff. And I, like you said, it's the way of the future, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, usually wrap these up in, uh, in about a half an hour because that's about the attention span of, uh, of the listeners. Um, but I do want to ask that if listeners want to get a hold of you, Animesh, what's the best way they could do that? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, we have our website, uh, myloyalt.com, or my direct email address, which is my first name, A-N-I-M-E-S-H dot G-H-O-S-H. That's my second name, at cornchain.com. Okay, I'll put that in the link of the description below so people could do it. I want to thank you again for your time, Animesh, in, in sharing the insights about the technology and the, and the loyalty. Again, like I said, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, I want to thank also our listeners for investing some of their valuable time with us. If you feel you receive value from the show, we'd appreciate a five-star review on your favorite podcast streaming service. 
If you know someone else who might receive value from listening to this podcast, please share. That's how we grow. Uh, And to reference this and other Loyalty Minute episodes, please visit theloyaltyminute.com. Enjoy. Thanks, Animesh. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your next edition of the Loyalty Minute.